Chapter 13 Kaikeyi Sakams Kaikeyi who had looked upon Rama as her own son was enmeshed in Mantara's arguments and became helpless Indeed I am afraid she said Tell me what we should do Am I to be a servant to Kausalya never Bharata must be crowned You are quite right and Rama must be sent to forest But how shall we get all this done Tell me you are clever and know the way And she clung to Mantara In Kaikeyi's eyes at that time Mantara's crooked frame appeared handsome This is not a joke it is a subtle psychological phenomenon This is indeed strange Kaikeyi said Mantara Is it for me to tell you how this should be brought about Have you really forgotten or are you only pretending but if you want me to say it i shall do so listen and then she paused kaikeyi all impatient cried tell me tell me somehow bharata must be crowned and rama's coronation must be stopped very well said mantara I shall tell you do not be impatient you remember how your husband dasharatha long ago fought against sambara in the south you were with him were you not your husband went did he not to help indra sambara of vijayanti was too powerful for indra who sought dasharatha's help did not dasharatha get wounded in the battle and lose consciousness then you drove his chariot skillfully out of the battlefield gently removed the arrows from his body and revived him and saved his life have you forgotten all this and what did he tell you then he told you in gratitude ask me for two boons i shall give you anything you want then you answered i shall ask for my boons later i want nothing now then he promised did he not you will have your two gifts whenever you want them You told me all this long ago yourself. You may have forgotten it, but I have not. The time has arrived to get him to redeem his promise. Demand that he should crown Bharata instead of Rama. This will be the first of the two gifts he promised. For the second gift ask that rama be sent to the forest for 14 years don't be frightened 
do not fear to ask do not think it sinful to demand this do what i tell you it is only if rama is sent to the forest that his hold on the people will relax and disappear in course of time and your son's position will be secure go now and lie down in the sulking room throw away your fine dress and your jewels wear an old sari and stretch yourself on the floor when the king enters the room do not speak to him do not even look at him i'm sure he cannot endure your sorrow you will then have your way with him the king will try to get around you do not yield he will offer many alternatives accept none of them insist on the two bones be firm bound by his promise the king will finally come around i know how passionately he loves you he would give up his life for your sake to please you he would jump into fire do what i tell you don't be afraid unless rama is sent to the forest your wish will not be fulfilled rama must be sent away only then the position you get for bharata will be real and lasting remember this mind you do not be careful listening to this exhortation kaikeyya's face shone with hope what a brain you have mandara exclaims kaikeyya you have been the saving for me and she jumped about in joy like a child mandara repeated again and again that rama must be sent to the forest do not delay what needs to be done do at once it is no good strengthening the tank burned after the waters have flown out remember what i have told you everything depends on your firmness victory is yours if you do not yield Kaikeyi assured Mantara of her firmness and forthwith entered the sulking room removed her jewels and scattered them on the floor changed her clothes and stretched herself on the floor then assuming a broken voice she said Mantara you will yourself carry the news to my father Kaikeyi you will yourself tell him one of two things either that bharata is to be crowned or that kaikeyi is dead my dear dear mantara kaikeyi in her anger believed that dasharatha has really been treacherous to her even then stretched on the floor divesting herself of all ornaments and putting on a face of grief and anger she looked inexpressibly beautiful so great was her beauty 
द सिंफुल थॉट हैड फाउंड लॉजमेंट इन हर माइंड एंड हर होल नेचर वॉज ट्रांसफॉर्म द फियर दैट शी वुड लीड अ स्लेव्स लाइफ एंड दैट इवन भारतास लाइफ वॉज इन पेरल हैड गॉट होल्ड ऑफ अर फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम इन अर लाइफ she cast aside the sense of shame and sin and hardened her heart heaving heavy sighs perspiring and with eyes closed kaikeyi beautiful like a naga goddess unbraided her hair and lay on the floor with disheveled tresses and sprawling like a bird shot down by a hunter the flowers and shining jewels which once adorned her person lay scattered in the dark room like stars in the midnight sky having dismissed the assembly and given orders for the due celebration of the coronation ceremony dasharatha relieved of care and wishing to relax sought the apartments of his favorite kansha he had decided on the coronation of rama after receiving the approval of all those who had a right to be consulted and he felt happy and free as after laying down a heavy burden he entered kaikeyi's chamber to tell her the happy news and spent in pleasant talk the night before the coronation The junior queen's residence was a beautiful palace with lovely gardens and tanks, birds playing in the water, and peacocks dancing with tails spread out, and trees filled with bright flowers. In Dasharatha's happy mood, it appeared unusually beautiful that night. like the full moon rising brightly before an eclipse without knowing of the eclipse that lies in wait for her the poor old king entered kaikeyi's dwelling with a beaming face the incense pots and drinks were in their usual places but he did not see the queen whom he was eager to meet Of all his concerts, Kaikeyi was the one whose company he sought for joyous relaxation from all cares of state, for she never interfered in public affairs, and always waited for him at the entrance and welcomed him with warm embrace. But today, she was nowhere to be found. The king was. perplexed he went round and looked in vain for her in all her favorite haunts thinking that she was playing a sweet game of hide and seek he did not find her this sort of thing has never happened before he asked a maid servant where the queen was folding her hands in reverence the girl said Lord the queen is angry she is in the inner chamber the surprised king entered the room and he saw a sight which amazed 
and distressed him for there she lay on the bare floor with draggled robes and disheveled hair like one in mortal pain she seemed too full of anguish even to look at him as he entered the poor guileless king all unconscious of having given any cause for offence behaved with the doting fondness of an old husband and seating himself by her on the floor stroked her hair and strove to console her with loving words and caresses what has come over you are you ill do you feel any pain have i not the best doctors in the land i shall send for them at once they can cure any malady don't be afraid kaikeyi sighed heavily but would not speak the king proceeded was anyone in the palace guilty of discourteous behavior tell me and i shall punish him did anyone slight you or was there anything you wanted which i neglected to give you tell me in this way he mentioned faults that might have occurred in the running of a big house and asked her what the matter was and why she was upset kaikeyi paid no attention to his questions and was mute like one possessed the king begged her more importunately state your wish it shall be done do you want anyone punished i shall punish him do you want anyone freed from punishment i shall free him even if he be a murderer you know my absolute authority i can give i can take as i please anywhere to anyone i can do what i wish ask me anything and it shall be done at once kaikeyi sat up the king was pleased and she began no one slighted or dishonored me but there is something which you can do and you must do it for my sake give me your word that you will fulfill my desire then i shall tell you what it is hearing this the unsuspecting old man was filled with joy possessing absolute powers he had no doubt that he could fulfill her wishes whatever they were and so boldly and joyously he said well kaikeyi tell me your wish it shall be done i swear it i swear it on all i love most on you the dearest among women and on rama dearest to me among men i swear in the name of rama whatever you desire i shall do i promise i swear guileful wickedness and trustful misfortune were reaching the climax in their unequal encounter the king's swearing in 
the name of Rama filled Kaikeyi with supreme delight. She was now sure that she had won, for the king would never break a promise coupled with that beloved name. Do you promise? Very well, she exclaimed. Swear again in the name of Rama that you will do what I wish without fail. Swear it. The king said, My beloved queen, I promise. I swear it on Rama. Whatever you wish, I shall do. This is my sworn word. At this stage, as she thought of the tremendousness of her intended request, Kaikeyi's heart misgave her and she feared that on hearing it, her horror-stricken husband would exclaim, God forbid, no oath or promise is strong enough to justify so heinous a sin and recoil from her with abhorrence. She stood erect and with folded hands, turning in the four directions, invoked in a solemn voice the heavenly powers to witness and confirm the oath. O oh, you gods, you have heard and witnessed the promise given to me by my husband. Sun, moon and planets, you are my holy witness. You five elements, you have heard the promise. He who has never broken his word, my husband, has sworn to do my wish. Bear witness to this. Dasaratha was looking at her with hungry, joyous eyes. She knew her man and she began boldly. Do you remember, King, how when long ago, in the field of battle, you were about to lose your life? I drove your chariot in the dark night, took you out of the battlefield, removed the arrows from your body and comforted and revived you. When you came out of your faint, you said something, did you not? You said, you have restored to me the life which my force had taken from me. I shall give you any two gifts you ask. Then I said, I want nothing now. It is a joy enough now for me that you are alive. I shall ask for my gifts later. Do you remember this? The king answered, Yes, I do remember this. Ask for your two gifts. You shall have them now. Kaikeyi said, Remember you had made a vow. You have given a pledge. You have sworn in the name of Rama. The gods and five elements have witnessed your promise. I shall state my wishes. Your ancestors never broke their word. Prove yourself their worthy descendant by being true to the word you have given. With the preparations now afoot for the coronation, crown my son Bharata. This is my first wish. The second boon that I demand 
is send your son Rama to live in the Dandaka forest for 14 years. Remember your Solomon vow, which you cannot break. The good name of your great dynasty is in your hands.